1: the boys are back the boys are back it is scott and grant and this is a pretty monumental show this is the first show that we're recording with me in my new house this is the first uh true show that we are doing uh from shawnee the the locker room show i was in shawnee so uh, that's the first one. This is the last show, God willing, fingers crossed, you'll be doing before you become a dad.
2: Very true. Tomorrow morning, most likely, unless, unless there's a bunch of natural births that happen tonight, and we could get bumped to Tuesday, but I don't foresee that happening, so probably tomorrow, maybe in 24 hours, I'll have a baby, which is... Yeah
1: absurd <laughs> that, that's wild in 24 hours i will officially be part of the pfizer gang i'll get uh, shot one of nice. tomorrow so you know things are looking up for bosco's boys you know just a lot of fun stuff life-changing stuff it's it, it's getting wild and, and to think when we started this show you know a little over three years ago you know we were 26 and had very little responsibility i know it's crazy
2: uh <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna get really different. I don't know what our schedule is gonna look like, but uh, we'll figure I it think out. we can find an hour a week.
1: Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, here's another question for you: When's the last time you mowed a lawn?
2: Last time I mowed a lawn, holy shit, a long time ago. Um, I never mowed at our old house. Uh, I've been in I mean, I haven't mowed since I've been in Kansas City, which is five years at least. And before that, I lived in an apartment. I may have helped my parents out, like mowing a lawn, their lawn at some point, like,
1: but over
2: probably like seven years. Like it's been a really long time
1: for me. And so I, I legitimately think it is over eleven years for me before today. I, I did a hack job on my lawn. I'm sure all my neighbors are just looking at me like I'm a fucking idiot. Um, and actually, like half of my front lawn, I'm trying to grow grass in right now. Uh, And it's just like a mud pit. So like, basically everything's just gross, but I was trying to think about this while I was mowing. Like, so I have a little brother, Alan, he's been on the show a couple of times. He's been doing the dream college football road trip pod in August. Uh, He started doing predominantly the mowing. If my parents weren't doing it at my parents' house, uh, you know, once he hit a certain age and then he also was mowing for my grandfather and his next door neighbor, around that time too. So I legitimately think it's probably been like close to 13 years since I've
2: mowed. I just (laughs) mowed this morning. I like mowing. It doesn't bother me. It's like one of my favorite chores. If you had to do it, I'll be back on the mow gang this summer because we signed a lease for a house in Lawrence. And Oh, congrats. They will. Yeah. I'll have to mow. So front and back.
1: See, it it wouldn't, honestly, I wouldn't have an issue. The, 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 the problems I have right now is like that big old patch of like mud that I'm trying to grow grass in so that kind of makes it hard to navigate around that side of my front lawn and then I waited too long especially with all this rain like it was just thick I didn't mind it um but it I'm sure it looks like a disaster. I have some big trees in my backyard, too. So, like, the backyard, just, like, small patches where, like, there's quite a bit of grass, but only, like, small patches where it's really grown real well. So, it's it's getting weird. So, I'll, I'll take any bonehead uh, mowing tips this week. Tweet, tweet at Bosco's voice. Tweet at Scott Wildcat. Give me all your lawn care uh, tips. I'll take any help I can get. So, Yeah, that's life. That's the life update. Before we get into uh, the show, we're going to, you know, pay the bills, as they like to say. Uh, We're going to start off talking real quick about locker room. So I had fun with the most recent locker room show. Um, If if folks haven't listened in, it's a live audio only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use on the iOS network. They're going to be getting on the Android app store soon get to talk to me, any other insiders on the app. I see Bill Simmons from the Ringers on there. Uh, they've had professional NBA, MLS players on there, Major League Baseball. It's awesome. Uh, you know, if you get over there, just sign up Locker. Room. I'll put the link in the description of the show in the iOS store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, uh, you know, join any groups or leagues you want to and follow me at Scott Wildcat over there because we're going live, we're going to push it back. I, I talked to enough folks. We are going to push it back from 6 to 7. So from here on out, Thursdays at 7, we are going to have something. Um, it probably won't always be both of us, but one of us will always be there, and we're going to be doing this the entire year. I think this week, unless some breaking news with K-State Sports happens, I think I'll try to announce like, any sort of topics so people can brainstorm. I think I want to talk about conference realignment with everyone because this is our end of the sports season show. I know baseball's still going, but how this podcast has always operated, the, the season ends with spring football, kicks off with fall football. Um, so the best college like sports off-season topic is, in my opinion, conference realignment. So we'll just talk some conference realignment, past, present, future, uh, as it involves K-State. Um, Grant, I, you may or may not be able to. You'll be a, you'll definitely be a dad by Thursday. Um, but do you think there is a better quote unquote off-season topic than conference realignment when it comes to college sports?
2: No, no matter what, no matter what is actually going on, no matter how many deals or like contracts have just recently been signed, it always rears its head, um, and it's always like the same thing. It's almost always the same thing, and I think the Big Twelve is usually out in front. It's, you know, is the Big 12 going to, how much longer is the Big 12 going to survive? Where are these schools going to go? Texas and OU are always a hot topic. I personally just don't see it happening. Maybe I'm an optimist, but I think the Big 12 is, like, going to stay together for a lot longer than people think. I mean, I think it would just be silly for schools like Oklahoma and Texas to be going elsewhere. I mean, they're the king of the conference. The kings of the conference, they've got... You know all the money in the world at texas and all the advantages you know between those two i just don't see what leaving would do for them at this point um yeah i don't know I, I think the conference is pretty secure and everyone's making more money than they did you know 10 years ago so i don't get it i really don't get it and i mean i hope it doesn't happen particularly for k-state because we would be f- completely fucked but um I mean, the reason why I think it happens is
1: because college writers, college fans, they get bored. I mean, like yeah. I, I understand that I understand that college baseball is big in a lot of spots. I mean, that I've is. enjoyed watching it, but like, okay, the tournament's over. Uh, you know, you just you're you're in the midst of spring ball, you'll have like some signing days, I guess. But like, what else are you gonna talk about? Like the basketball coaching carousel is basically over at this point. Like, what else are we supposed to talk about?
2: I guess it's not crazy because there is precedent for it. Like the big 12 did already realign and there's been a lot of teams, you know, the ACC has grown, the SEC has grown, but I just don't see like those moves at the time made a little bit of sense. Like Colorado makes a little bit of sense. A M and the SEC makes sense. Mm-hmm. I just don't, Hate it. I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I wish it was, you know what it was, but I just can't see it happening again. If anything, I think we would add teams. And even that, I think, is not even close to me on the radar. So I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, I think people just want to see the Big 12
1: break up. I don't think that's true. And, again, tune in on Thursday. Uh, we'll, We'll talk more in depth. I don't think that's true. I think it's just the easy conference to pick away because here's the thing. If you're going to have a coast on the West Coast or a big conference on the West Coast, then the Pac-12 has to exist. The Big 12 isn't the biggest or best conference in the Midwest or in the quote unquote South, you know, because there's the SEC in the Big Ten. And then the ACC is all the way on the East Coast and nothing's going to happen. So it's just kind of a weird geography thing in my point but I don't know. I'm, I'm not too worried about it, but I, I want the boneheads to be thinking all things conference realignment uh, to talk on Thursday at seven o'clock central Thursday, seven o'clock central. Our other sponsors that we will shout out here at the top is of course our friends over at bet online. It's that time a year again, all eyes are on basketball and major league baseball Uh, Bet Online has all the action. Guess what? MLS is back this weekend, too. The NBA conference races are heating up as teams prepare to make the playoffs, and baseball is your first love, and it's Bet Online's first love as well. They have you covered. If you like hockey, golf, MMA, championship, boxing, soccer, Bet Online has it all, every sport, every game, every match. Bet Online has you covered with odds and real-time updates. It's the spot for sports betting. Bet Online has the fastest and easiest payouts, and places to check in on all your favorite sports bets, however, to the website or on your mobile device, betonline.ag. Okay, so this is going to be our number one most unorganized show. Um, I wasn't, I was kind of waiting to see if something would pop up, but we've always done kind of a season end wrap up where we kind of reflect on the football season, basketball season, everything that happened. Typically, it's been like that yearbook show, but I thought it sucked last year. And obviously, I had a busy week. You have a busy week upcoming. So we're just going to kind of chat about it. So before we get into the nitty gritty, let's rewind back to last July. Right when we start talking about, oh, my gosh, like COVID is still 100% a thing. Football almost got canceled. Uh, They're going to move forward. What would you have said if current Grant right now, you go back and say, hey, by the way, you're about to become a dad and K-State's only going to lose one game. It's a basketball game versus Butler. Every other game will be played. What would you say?
2: I'm trying to think of when I found out. So.
1: Uh, I mean, that was a joke. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I am still like the. I think I knew by then, but um, maybe not. Anyways, I, I'd be shocked um, it, in no way. I'm shocked. I don't know which I'm shocked about more football or basketball. But um, it really didn't seem like basketball was going to happen um, even after football, you know, because basketball, just as a sport in and of itself, like is much more difficult to manage. A respiratory illness, I would imagine.
1: I'm still shocked how any team had like a confirmed positive, and not every single player was ruled out by contact tracing. Yeah. I still haven't got my mind around that.
2: It's it makes no sense. I mean, there's only like what 13, 14 players on the team, and the vicinity is just you're indoors. It just seems crazy that there wasn't constant problems. I mean we had our problems here and there. Everybody had their problems, but I don't know. It's it's crazy that it, you know, in the end, relative when I mean, we got a like a basically a completely normal tournament outside of you know VCU. Um which is like pretty remarkable. The the bubble worked out nicely. And um but football, I mean we were really touch and go at one point. Um
1: like probably should have
2: hunted on that iowa state game oh fuck yeah we definitely should have we definitely should have we could have totally saved some face there but it's surprising um i would have if i had to bet money on it you know and you said april 10th what is the today the 10th april 11th would you have guessed that we would have had basically two full seasons I would have put all my money on hell. No, like one of them is going to be canceled. But I mean, I guess when you think about it, it's so driven by money. Like everybody was already desperately hurting anyways, money wise. So, you know, after a while, I guess I kind of realized like, no, they're going to make this happen regardless one way or another. They're going to do everything they can to try to get games. (sighs) But it is it's pretty shocking. I mean, what about you? I didn't think we'd ever make it here.
1: I mean, I thought, I thought there was a real chance there wouldn't be a basketball season at all. But my whole thought process was, if they start football season, they're going to get it all the way through. Granted, like, bowl season sucked. Like, so many teams just were like, no, nah, we're not going to play in a bowl. K-State was one of them. Um, but I thought, okay, once you get rolling, it's not going to stop. That, that, for what it's worth, not true. There were teams that lost games, didn't make them up. Um, I mean, I think Ohio State ended up playing, what, like five regular season games. The Big Ten only had like seven scheduled. But, you know, uh, K-State specifically, I I am surprised, you know, looking back on it, the fact that they didn't have a single – they played every single football game as scheduled. That's wild to me. They played every single basketball game as scheduled except for two. And one of them, it was the Butler game, got completely kicked and then – uh what was it was it the Iowa State game that got rescheduled Mm -hmm. yeah and then you you just made that up like you know that's wild I want to give kudos uh to the Big 12 leadership again I think sometimes they're used as a punching bag but the Big 12 is what saved college football you know back when the Pac-12 and Big 10 were like no we're completely canceled um SEC and ACC were trying to keep it going. The Big Twelve saved college football, um, and their leadership created schedules. They created plans to help get the season in. I think they operated basketball for the most part uh, correctly. Having that final week where you we can do makeup games. Granted, Baylor, eventual national champions, they didn't make up every game, but you know, I I think they did a great job. I'm, but I am surprised. I think that was the question. That was my you know patented scott wildcat long-winded way of coming to yeah i'm surprised that it did work out as well as it did
2: i'm surprised that our staff didn't punt any games i mean because we were clearly just desperately
1: hurting roster wise at some point well bruce i think even so I, i was it the texas game i don't know what it was where we had like only six or seven scholarship players bruce talked about wanting to Punt on that, but then the rules were made so he couldn't. Um, I'm not surprised Chris Kleiman and his staff didn't punt the games. And honestly, maybe they're kind of learning some lessons the hard way. of sometimes, hey, it's okay to take the life raft instead of being noble, instead of doing things the right way. Um, Because they should have. They 100% should have. But, hey, you know, that's life. Um, They played the games.
2: They shouldn't have. We should have punted on our State, and maybe fucked them over a little bit. I don't know if I that mean, would
1: have worked. Schedule. I mean, list. I agree. I agree. I'm not fighting with you, but it's it over. Fine. So let us let's, let's kind of go back again before we talk about some more individual stuff. What was being a sports fan like? Again, we're uh, you know we're starting to see um, you know the Texas Rangers' first stadium in America allowing full attendance. Um, I think Sporting's going to start with twenty percent. Vaccines are rolling out. I think the plan right now is fifty thousand, if they can sell the tickets in the fall. Um, So let's just, for all intents and purposes, think that hey, we finally got to the other side of COVID. Uh, People are going to get vaccinated like they should. What has been a sports fan been like for you uh, in this sports year, in this COVID year?
2: It's been a little bit of like both sides of the spectrum. I think both extremes actually, like. One side being, I'm so happy that we have sports back in a certain capacity um, because we had three three months without it, just nothing. And I remember, like, the first Sporting Men's Live that I watched was, like, the Bundesliga, I think, came back first. And it was, like, Schalke versus, I don't know, Wolfsburg or something. And I was just, like, I can't – like, it felt so good watching a game Saturday morning – And then the Premier league started to come back and life was kind of returning back to normal. But after like, I don't know the bubble and actually like it got me, it got me into the NBA way more than I ever had been. I was watching the bubble like pretty intensely. And I mean, that was fun, but also the other side of it was just like, I mean, I haven't been to a sporting event for a long time and it's like, Part of me is like, yeah, I don't know if I really need like need it that badly. Which oh um, man, I'm kind of I, wrestling with, but I think I think you'll change your mind after
1: you go to a sporting event. I think you'll like realize, no, I I need to go to a I sports. agree.
2: Yeah, because there is part of me that's like, I cannot wait to get back into the stadium. And for some reason I've been craving, I don't even like sporting that much, but I've been craving a sporting game more than any other. I don't know why. I think it's just like the atmosphere of like a small stadium and there's something about grass, like watching a game up close on like a nice grass field. I don't know. That really speaks to me. And I love like, I just love being in a uh, sporting park, but I know when I get back in into the bill, it'll be nice. It'll be, it'll be very nice. I just don't know if I, I don't know when the fuck I'm going to be back there. Cause like I'm not getting my season tickets again, probably. I mean, there's no way in hell I can afford to buy two of those now because I always had two. And it's just like, I mean, I don't know if I'll have the time to even get down there. Maybe maybe one or two Saturdays probably is what I'll be shooting for. But I don't know. I talked to my dad a little bit, and he's like, maybe we'll get season tickets. I just don't see it happening. Do you think that people are going to be like – I don't know. Do you think that uh, like capacity will have suffered – or do you think it'll be better when it comes back? Do you think it'll be like people really want to? You come mean back? attendance
1: or capa- you know, like capacity I, I mean, is going to be attendance. the same? I mean yeah. attendance. I'm not sure. I think I think with most things, it's it's driven by the season. We'll, we'll talk about it. I mean, the season started off so hot for K State um, and then it ended so bad. So and then the first game is that Stanford game in Arlington. So I'll say this if K State like beats. Stanford by like fourteen points down. Arlington, I bet you that first game back is fifty thousand. If they lose, I'd love that. If they lose, I bet they don't have a single sellout the entire year. I could see that. I will definitely
2: be at the Stanford game. That's happening.
1: So yeah, it's but just being a sports fan during this time, it has been so weird. There, there is that initial joy of sports coming back, but it still feels a little hollow with hearing the fake crowd noise in all these places and even like NFL games where, you know, there were fans, but like just seeing like a quarter filled NFL stadium, which is like, Oh. Yeah. It's fucking
2: shit. So do you think. Who will govern this probably like the big 12 or the pac 12 or NCAA Mm -mm. in terms of like local
1: municipalities, Riley County will decide. So
2: I mean like the Stanford game particularly. Oh since full it's in attendance Texas, because think Texas, just be like, okay,
1: yeah, that's what yeah, I like thinking. the fucking Rangers, like literally sharing a parking lot. They're full, yeah, 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 yeah. And again, I think there's no world where K State Sanford gets eighty thousand in Arlington. No, um, no, I think that they could maybe get fifty five, maybe that'd sixty. Be, that'd be maybe great. sixty. I mean, that'd be great. Sixty would be amazing. Um, if you made me bet, I bet you'd probably be between forty five and fifty thousand. Um, which again, that'll cause like the seventh big fight about that game. Like if you don't get 50,000, like whatever. Yeah. (laughs) It's that, that fight will happen. So I, 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 I'm looking forward to that. And, And that'll be like, I'm assuming, although, I mean, if Kansas city numbers drop and if vaccines continue, there might be, before september full capacity at royals and sporting games i was about to say that might be like the biggest like percent to total event i will go to in a while but i'm looking forward to it because you know being a fan during this COVID time it's it was so good when sports came back and uh, honestly having sports like during the day when you usually wouldn't that was awesome like the mls is back tournament out in orlando that having it, like, a game at like 8 a.m amazing uh but you know, I'm I'm looking forward to things looking more normal. Um, before we shift into talking about K-State specifically, we'll just real quickly talk about my favorite sunglasses, Kanan's, uh sunglasses. If you if you could make your outdoor experience better, wouldn't you? Well, then you need to go get some Kanan sunglasses. They are made exclusively with polarized lens for optimal clarity using Japanese optics. Kanan's lenses are clear, lighter, and stronger than any other lenses and nearly impossible to scratch with frames handcrafted from Italy. Canaan sunglasses elevate your outdoor experience with a degree of clarity beyond your wildest imaginations. Use the exclusive code CANAN15 at canaan.com to get 15% off your first pair. That's Canin, uh, Cast 15 K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-15. 15, clearly better. Great sunglasses. Also betonline.ag when sports get back to normal or while we're still waiting through this weirdness, go over to betonline.ag to get your plays in. Okay, so let's talk highlights and lowlights of the K-State football season. I mean, I think clearly the first one, if you're going to look beyond an individual result and kind of looking at a team, I think it is the legend of the jitterbug Deuce Vaughn himself is the biggest positive from last season. Don't you agree?
2: Oh, easily. I mean, he was so much fun to watch, even in our games when he struggled. But that four game winning streak, when like we were getting a whole lot out of him, it was five games, wasn't it? Uh, I don't think so. Maybe Didn't we end five and six, four and six. We only played 10 games. We only played 10 games. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we started four. We lost – we started 0-1 Then ran off four in a row, and we're 4-1 and and 4-0 in the Big 12. But, uh, oh, that Tech game, the Texas Tech game outside of, you know, Skyler getting his entire season fucked was really, really enjoyable to watch Deuce when he was – he bounced outside a couple times. And I just remember thinking, like, Jesus, like, he is – I mean, he's the real deal, and I never – I never could have seen that coming. I mean, he weighs, there's no way he weighed 165 pounds, first of all. Zero chance. Um, So to just see, like, one, I wasn't surprised at how, like, you know, his ability to make people miss and, you know, his straight line speed was, you know, better than I thought it was. But, like, his overall toughness and ability to break tackles was shocking to me. But that was easily, yes. That's got to be one of the, the main stories. And then, like, individual game-wise, Oklahoma was an absolute ride. <laughs> I, that game was dead in the water. I mean, we were uh, down 28-7 at one point. And, you know, I was just kind of very passively watching it on my couch, like fucking fuming. We had just lost to
1: – Arkansas State.
2: I, we had just lost – so we opened up the conference slate with OU. <laughs> Yeah. That's fucking amazing. I remember just being like, God, we're going to be owned to the season's trash. I wish we would have just like delayed it or whatever. And then all of a sudden it just, that game explodes and I was like felt just sick to my stomach for two quarters, completely locked in. Um, I definitely missed that and then everything turned around for a little while and it was great.
1: Yeah, no, it, it was great. Um, You know, we already talked about Deuce. I think towards the end of the year, you started seeing some of those young defensive or offensive linemen really start to uh, step up. I'm over the moon excited for the future for Cooper Beatty. And then also kind of that KU game. And it wasn't even like a big beatdown of KU. Like, yeah, the score was what it was. But it's just the fact that it's like, okay, we're just going to completely pants them on special teams. Like, we did not play well. We didn't yeah. play well at all, but we still kicked their ass. So it was just kind of like this whole man. We are so much better than them. We can have like a D plus game and still blow them out. Like that was they, that was yeah. just wild.
2: And we did. I mean, we had a barely passing grade game, like outside of special teams. And uh, yeah, that I I can't. I just remember thinking like I can't believe I was nervous for this game. Like they are so off they are so fucking far off what the level is even for like a bad big 12 team i mean we ended the scene we ended the season granted we lost our quarterback we had a bunch of issues injury wise you know roster wise um i would have considered us last year a pretty bad big 12 team by the end of it i mean we lost six games in a row five games in a row and we still beat ku by like nearly 60 (laughs) i mean it's something that I hope never ends.
1: Yeah, Ever. no, I, I agree. I just I just think I keep thinking to myself. Eventually, they're going to make a decent enough hire to where that isn't the case. But surely, surely enough, like they still haven't. So, and um, let's let's kick over to the negatives because honestly, there are far more negatives than positives. The first one, I mean, obviously losing to Arkansas State that created just like just a fan just uproar, disgusting behavior by fans online, which it's been a while since I've seen something like that. And then, of course, also Skyler getting hurt, like both very early in the season. And then, again, the most embarrassing loss, made, like legitimately, if you think about it, I think we talked about it when it happened, but I think that getting shut out versus Iowa State in that entire game, just insanely disappointing. And even that fucking West Virginia game, here we are, we're like, all right, you know, beat West Virginia, and, like, we're legitimately the favorites to make it to Arlington. Little did we know we weren't going to win again.
2: <laughs> we got fucking obliterated by them, too. I mean, yeah, that wasn't very much fun. Um,
1: Losing in the last seconds versus Baylor and Oklahoma State, also not fun.
2: Oh, my God. I kind of blacked out the Oklahoma State from my memory. The Baylor one was, like, pretty bad because it was, like, we never should have lost that game. But Oklahoma State felt like it was yanked out from under us in a game that was like we probably had no business really being in because they were probably
1: like fairly, top
2: fairly better than us. And the way we lost it, <laughs> Will Howard fumbling off his knee into a linebacker's hands and he runs 80 yards to, take the lead to extend the lead to eight. I mean, that was just brutal.
1: In his last and then minute. trying to hit Connor Jesus. Fox on a seam. I mean, hey, yeah. You know, in, in Will Howard's defense, all the talk out of spring practice is he made a massive jump forward. I hope that's true because, you know, I, I, want, I want the kid to be a stud, but, man, last year was tough.
2: Yeah, the narratives of last year were really stupid. The Will Howard, like, versus Jake Rubli versus, like, what Skyler was, was incredibly annoying. And it's like – People thinking that like we don't like Will Howard as like a person and want him to fail is the most annoying fucking thing in the world. I don't give a shit if Will how if Jake Rubley ends up not panning out like I want him to, and if Will Howard is like ends up being way better. Why the fuck would I care about that? Like, I, all I want, care. all I want is for our quarterback to be good. And it's just like it was hard to sit through some of Will Howard's performances last year and some of the mistakes that he made. But it's like. Thinking back, we literally had no spring ball. What an impossible situation for him to be in.
1: Yeah, uh, another big low light from that from that uh, whole thing was that defensive performance versus Texas. Oh, no, like, was, was it sixty nine, or did they get to seventy? Like that was just that was just rough. Um, so yeah, I mean, it it honestly, like, if you think back to it. If you combine football and basketball season, it's probably the worst in our lifetime. Maybe like was there was some Prince? Was there what a was Prince the, the Wolverine?
2: What was the worst?
1: I was thinking like this combo season, like a combination football basketball season.
2: Oh yeah, like, because oh, easily it's yeah easily. I mean, is this not the worst basketball season we've had, or was that year prior? It was like one of them. Yeah, uh, definitely, because maybe 2001 but we went to a bowl and we were six and six and we were not good in basketball. But basically any basketball season up until 2007, six, seven. But shit. It, that's the thing, like during the Prince era, at least like basketball, we were decent. And I was looking forward but, to basketball. We kind of balanced out.
1: Well, not that – well, the 06 season when he went to a bowl, uh, that was the last year for Wolves, right?
2: No, Huggy was hired in 06 because we were freshmen in high school. So, 6 07 was Huggy, and then 7 08 was Frank Martin and uh, Mike Bees.
1: So, oh, man. So, Prince – so, we had first-year head coaches at K-State at the same time. Yeah.
2: So I guess 08, 08, 09, we didn't make the tournament in basketball. That was kind of shit. But but we made the NIT. But we still had like Danny Clemente and Jacob Poland, and it was exciting. And we,
1: and we made the NIT. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, no, this definitely was the worst. Uh, what a I mean, it was a terrible year. Not a oh. fun time to being to be in a sports podcast. And this is like shit. So anyone who listens to this. Show. We appreciate it. Um, is there any like so not highlights, not low lights, anything you take from the football season where it's like, okay, I'm gonna just keep that in the back of my mind for future reference. It's like, hey, I saw this last year. I'm gonna like, I'm gonna keep an eye on things for the next couple of years because of uh this. Uh like for me, it's okay, we're giving in the past because he had a bunch of culture issues if we have like another quote unquote culture mutiny or something along those lines, that's when I'll officially think, all right, maybe climbing is not the guy.
2: I just don't think like, I don't know. I mean, it's, you have to point to, I mean, you, there, there is some blame definitely that lies on the coach and the culture that they built and allowed to be like kind of built from within, but at the same time, the likelihood of, the outside variables, all of them happening at once is so unlikely. Like I don't foresee, I don't foresee something like that happening. But it's yet. like his
1: whole thing about, oh, it's the player's program. Well, if it's the player's program, when shit hits the fan, it really fucking hits the fan. So that's kind of why I'm going to have my, based on this year, that I, that is something I'm always going to keep on.
2: I think he's probably learned his lesson though a little bit. Um, but has
1: he? I mean, he's spending scholarships basically on locker room guys transfer scholarships on locker room guys.
2: Well, that's what I mean. I think he's correcting it a little bit. Like he's going out of his way to make sure that the culture isn't corrupted from within. And honestly, just, I don't like, you can have some problematic players. The only thing that fucking matters is winning. Like if we're winning, this isn't happening. Um, I mean, maybe a couple of players here and there, are griping about playing time, but, you know, I mean, it was in a COVID year. Players couldn't fucking leave to see their families. There was nothing to do in Manhattan. There's social justice issues, like, from coast to coast. There's an election year. It's just boiling everywhere. God, what a shitty year. It was a terrible year. Like, I don't think it'll happen again. And if we, you know, if we have a good season, I think people will start to think, like, we're fine. We're on the same, we're on the right track. And that's kind of how I feel. I really do. I think we're going to have a decent year and everything will kind of correct itself.
1: Yeah. I I hope you're right. Let's, let's just kind of switch it in basketball. And let's use this as our uh, time to officially close the book on K-State basketball, 2020, 2021. It basically was a tale of two seasons and You know, you have the beginning of the year where everything's shit. We suck. Legitimately the worst team to ever play for K-State basketball. And then you turn the calendar into January. Things start getting better. And then you start getting some results. And, I mean, we took the national champions to the wire in the Big 12 championship. Um, You know, I I think you ended on a decent, uh, you know, spot. We've talked I mean, the transfers to the end, but you know, it, it was, it's it still statistically it was one of the worst. Um, just kind of give your eulogy of this basketball season.
2: It was a unique season in which I barely watched any basketball because we were horrendous. Every time I would tune in, they would find a way to lose or they would be getting absolutely obliterated. So I don't think I watched this play for about, 14 games <laughs> and uh, I finally you don't like, say when I started watching again it's like and it, it wasn't necessarily because we were playing better there was no evidence of us playing better I just happened to watch I was like eh, they're on I'm gonna I'll pop them on and then we just started winning like uh, I think the first game what was the first game we won to break this to break Oklahoma it? right I or was it TCU TCU TCU. so I watched the TCU game and we got a win and it was enjoyable and then we just kept winning yeah I I watched us uh play Oklahoma that night and I was like I was like mad you didn't ask me to do a quick take hot take because you did one without me but um and then we had a couple Iowa State games and you know we got into the tournament and it was just a really fucking weird season that for 80% of it, I was like trying to stay away as far away from the, you know, watching basketball as possible. And then when I started watching, I got six games and then it's like, I don't want it to end. Like it got to a point where it was, we were admitting, this is the worst season, one of the worst seasons of all time. And everything was melting down and crumbling. And then we are asking for, for an extra game, like at the end. Cause it's like, you could see, you could see it start to click and it was fun to watch. And the fact that we just have such a young, like raw core of players makes it more fun to me. I love watching freshmen kind of like figure it out in real time. And I don't know. um, Obviously it was a fucking nightmare. Um, Where Bruce really fucked himself was last year though. Um, We could have had this season and not have been, not have felt as bad. It would have sucked. I mean, we lost thirteen games in a row, and it was it was an ugly season, no doubt about it. But had we had you know made the tournament last year as a
1: tournament didn't tonight, happen, so everyone missed the tournament last year. It's I don't know play. why everyone's upset. No, but I agree with you. If we were a bubble team last year, uh, you you would still have had the same folks. Like the mm-hmm. the never bruce people would be fucking pissed off, and that's fine. And I I would have been irritated with the losing streak, but. If you're in the bubble on the bubble last year, like you should have been, mm-hmm. uh, this year was always going to take a massive step down. That's always been the issue with Bruce. Um, he has an implode before the rebuild. Everyone's like, "Oh, having uh, two two year rebuilds is too much." Which, like, I agree with you, but that has never been the case. It's never been two two year rebuilds. It's an implode, then a rebuild. Yeah, and which still sucks. I'm not excusing it, but it, it is a difference from the narrative people trying to know.
2: It's fucking annoying. And like, I've said this a million times, but it's reality is it was still a COVID year. Like everything was fucked up in every way.
1: And it it was, was, was fucked up for other teams. Oklahoma state was super young too, but their recruits were better. I, I get it. I get it. But I, everyone had to deal with it.
2: I know, but not everyone is equal. Like,
1: no, I agree with you. But but even if it wasn't a COVID year, we we've talked about this. If everything was equal, a regular season, yeah, it's probably not an all-time bad K-State team, but it's still, probably one of the worst.
2: No doubt about it. I mean, we were never gonna like sniff the tournament <laughs> this year, or. Anything, but I
1: mean, best case scenarios, you maybe are around total five hundred with a cupcake non com Yeah,
2: definitely. And I don't know. Well, I tell you what, the low light was was losing to Four State. That was a massive My God. That, that was a I massive did. meltdown. So
1: so here's, here's a here's a end of the world confession. That was like in December, right? I was doing drunk Christmas cards, and I just kind of had it on the background. I lit I was not. Out of every single game this entire year, the first Baylor game, I was driving back from Osborne, Kansas to see my dear great Aunt Berta. Love you, great Aunt Berta. You'll never listen to this. That's fine. We um, were driving. What? It's
2: probably good that she doesn't.
1: No, that's 100% tr- true. She would, she would want to hit me with her shoe if she heard the way I talked on this podcast. And if she would have heard the back in the day, the Manscaped and the Blue Chew ads, oh, my God. Yes, it's good she doesn't listen. Um, so driving back from that game, like we just decided not to listen to the second half. But I was drunk writing Christmas cards during that 4A state game. And I just kind of – I was kind of checking Twitter. And then all of a sudden, like I looked up and we're like down 15 in the second half. I'm like, oh, no. This isn't good. <laughs>
2: I mean, it was a nightmare. I yeah, I mean I don't know if there's been a like bigger fucking meltdown than that. And rightfully so because that was fucking embarrassing. I mean, it's the worst getting, loss in school history. Getting run out of our own gym by a D2 team that was like middle of the pack in their conference. Were they even middle of the pack? I don't I don't even know. Like they were fucking bad. Um, that was pretty, God. that was pretty tough. I mean, that was, I didn't know if Bruce would survive that. I really didn't. There was like a day where I'm like, I mean, he might get canned for that.
1: That was, well, there was like a time during that entire, like, so it was like shortly after that. It was basically like in January. Cause I think I might've said things got better in January. It did. It got better. In February. Um, I think there was a time in January where I was like, Oh yeah, it's over. Like I was thinking Craig Smith was going to be our coach next year. I don't think I flat-out said it. I might have said, flat-out said, I don't think Bruce is going to be back, but there was a time where I was like, yeah, Bruce is done. And he turned it around, and I, it's and, and that's the positive. The positive, basically, from that second TCU game on. Yeah. You know, things started getting better. Um especially that Oklahoma game, Mike McGraw having that. Mike McGraw is coming back, which I'm glad, but it would have been neat if his quote-unquote senior day was that uh, Oklahoma game, but, you know, I, I won't dwell on that. But there was a time where I was just like, oh, yeah, Bruce is fucking gone," And I'm glad it turned around. Like, I know I, I know to continue, a lot of people – Yeah, yeah, it needs, it needs to, to continue. continue. Like, we need to be in the tournament next year. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You need to find a way, even if it's in the first four – I know that's not going to be good enough for some people, but you have to get into the NCAA tournament next year. Uh, but I mean, I would. I mean, I'll, take be, huh? I'll take the first four.
2: Any, I, I'll take the first four. Any. I'll take the first four any fucking day. That's the tournament. Not I'm any day next the- year. I'll take it
1: next year.
2: Listen, I understand it. that, but <laughs> fucking UCLA was in the first four, and they were in the fi- They almost made it to the title, and that's obviously not that black and white, but. Just get your foot in the door, and anything can happen.
1: That's uh, true. I, but I just if if you're going to be realistic, and I and I know some people, even some people we trust and we're close with, think that Brad Underwood's like a le- legitimate realistic option. I'm not going to think it's realistic until I see him putting on the purple blazer. Um, but if you look at any of the other realists, I mean, fucking Iowa State had to pay ten million dollars worth of buyouts to hire TJ fucking Oselberger, like. we we weren't the solution I don't think the solution was out there this year so I'm glad Bruce turned it around and and I'm excited I like I legitimately I'm not going to get season I might get season tickets I'm excited for that basketball team it's all because of the good that happened at the end of the year doesn't change the bad doesn't make the bad not happen but it makes makes me excited for next year
2: yeah and as down as I was on like Gordon transferring I really have come off of that. I I think we're going to be better. I think the trade, I think we traded up. I mean, we only get one season with Mark Smith. Is that right? Yep. But I just don't, I don't see, i never saw Dejuan Gordon turning into the player that we anticipated him being at least maybe that's our fault because it is. I mean, and we're stupid as fans, but I was really excited. I thought he was going to be like an elite player, but, I mean, he – and he was good at a lot of things, but it just didn't – I never saw him becoming, like, the guy that was going to take us to the next level. So, yep. whatever.
1: That core yeah. is
2: below him. Those guys are below him and we'll be fine, I think.
1: Yep, get I us to the fucking
2: tournament, though. Get us to yeah. the fucking gotta
1: tournament. Yeah, get, got to get back to the tournament. So, that's really it. And, and, honestly, the the woes really go for every program. Soccer didn't make as big a step forward as we had hoped. Baseball. Has not lived up to the hype. Volleyball missed out on making postseason play, although I think they played pretty good. I think volleyball had a decent season. Um, But just not a great year for Um, K-6. But, hey, you know what? We're going to bounce back, maybe, hopefully. Oh, women's basketball also didn't live up to the hype. Wolf City. Jeff Middy, my gosh. I'm not ever going to try to get him on this pod, but I've lost all hope in Jeff Middy. Wolf City. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, you know, it, it was it was a wild year. I, I want everyone to tweet us their high and low points uh, of this sports season. I would say my ultimate high was the Oklahoma football game. The ultimate low was the basketball game versus four A's. Um, if you're going personnel high, I would actually say Nigel Pack is my high. My low was Skylar Thompson getting hurt. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. And Yeah, so – Those are just some of it. Again, this is just kind of got thrown together. Life is going crazy. But as I think we talked about on uh, the anniversary pod, I I have this thing about making sure we release a show on Mondays. So (laughs) this, this one is, I'm not proud of this one, but we're getting one out there. That's fine. It'll do. Uh, Remember boneheads uh, Thursday, we're going to talk conference realignment. Unless something pops up, I always reserve the, uh, reserve the right to change my mind about what we're going to talk about on Thursday. Um, check out our sponsors, betonline.ag, cane and sunglasses, um, download locker room app. If you have iOS, um, Grant, if this is the last time I talked to you. Um, I'll try to, I don't know if I'll be, on, if you know if I'll want, be on
2: Thursday, but I might try to join Thursday for
1: just like a little bit to chat, but. Yeah, as well, I mean, of
2: locker room is there's other people on so I can just pop in and pop out.
1: Yeah, people and also I want to say, say this again, if anyone's still listening at this point, you can pop in and pop out of the locker room show. If you show up, don't feel the need to wait until the wrap up question goes around. There there are people popping in and out of the chat of the listening box or whatever they call that the penalty, but I don't know what they call it. But people pop in and out to listen, people can pop in and out to participate. Um, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Um, we're looking forward to the offseason. Uh, people who aren't on Twitter uh, probably don't know this. Uh, on Monday, the first day, Monday, working from home in the new house, I dumped water all over my work laptop, fried it. <laughs> I had like, of course I did. I already had like an offseason schedule of shows that I wanted to make happen. We're gonna have to figure out a time to redo that. But we're, we're gonna try to have some fun. We're gonna get we're gonna do some like weirder stuff. I've been in a constant online battle with band kids about uh, the Wildcat March, we're going to have an entire podcast later this offseason talking about the pride of Wildcat land in the Wildcat March, and I'm going to debate with Ross Jensby and some other band kids about the Wildcat March, so that's going to be fun. I'm hoping to get Taylor Brad on again. We're going to try to get some football coaches on. Maybe we'll try to get Shane on. We're going to have Derek Young. We're going to have Jimmy. We're probably going to have uh, John Kurtz. We're going to have some fun this offseason. And then remember, every Thursday, we're spending time with you over on the Walker and that. Um, so download the show a bunch of times. Listen a bunch of times. Uh, yeah, and yeah, that. that's a wrap. We're in the off season. Tweet us in or DM us any ideas you have for off season content. I'll probably uh, try to get some trivia competitions back going again. We're going to have fun. I know it's sometimes tough to get through the offseason, but we're going to do it. I love you guys. Um, send me lawn tips
2: please yeah I want I need some lawn I need some grass growing tips too because we're gonna have to both of us I think you're trying to grow some grass I'm gonna be trying to grow some grass too so any lawn geniuses out there send in some tips and if you know my Twitter feel free to follow and DM me I'm not gonna say it
1: yeah we're not so, gonna publicize it for a bit although I'm surprised I'm legitimately surprised you You've made it this long. You might have.
2: Still here. Well, you jinx it every time. So who knows? But uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. I'm going to watch Arsenal probably lose to bottom of the table, Sheffield United now.
1: So and Then you'll become a dad and all your pain will wash away.
2: That's true. No, because I then I'm putting this little Arsenal kid on him. Poor kid. Transfer my pain to him.
1: I should have gotten him a little Chelsea kit so he'd have a chance of supporting a club that will win a trophy.
2: We won a trophy last year over Chelsea. We beat you in the final. <laughs> so, I, <somebody> mean, can... <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> All right, folks. We love you. Have a nice Monday. It's probably beautiful weather out there. Meet me at the Cathead. We were
0: driving. a couple of made in the shoe, you had some bad shit you couldn't shoot, neither could I if I say cheers change, walk myself to the bottom of tidal lake, I'll help you swim. Podcast Network.